Three tips on how pastors can be better coaches coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Good to have you here. We're covering the important topic of the difference between coaching and counseling and, and some things along that line and how a pastor can be a better coach. And we're going to dive right into some things here. Welcome aboard if you've never been here before. My name is Mike. I'm the founding pastor at the Sinclair Baptist Church, and I am thrilled to have you on board here on our YouTube channel. Or if you happen to be listening on one of our podcast uh, outlets, thank you very much for that. Give us the thumbs up and the share button. You know, there's a big difference between counseling and coaching, and we want to kind of dive into that just a little bit because the focus today is how a pastor can be a better coach. Now, there are many circumstances where that would need to happen, and I want to give you three tips, things that I have learned uh, along this line. The first one starts out with this whole idea of that we need to do coaching and not counseling. Now, let me back that up with a, with a very important statement. There are a pl- place to do counseling, undoubtedly, and there's places to do coaching. And that's really what I mean by that. There are many circumstances where you and I, as senior leaders, we're, we're working with people and they don't need the, the counseling. They don't need advice. They don't need that. They need a little bit of kind of motivation and moving along. Let me give you a couple of the differences that, that I have found and discovered there. Counseling, let me get to that word out right, counseling is often tied to a crisis, a moral issue, a a collapse of some sort. There's been some type of, you know, big thing that has happened and there needs to be some counseling because of that. Coaching, in many cases, is much more a preventative thing where you're looking at perhaps a, a, a direction that is going the wrong way, but that needs to be a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of straightened out. I think a good illustration deals with, with uh, you know, what we would look at in a sports thing. If a, a football player, soccer player, someone uh, was hurt, they would go to the team doctor, and the team doctor would have them do some exercises or, you know, put a splint on or do something like that. And this would be more akin to counseling, where if they are not doing something correctly, they would be going more to their coach. So if it was like a football player, and I I don't know exactly how they do this, but I know in in football, they always talk about like this three-step drop and a five-step drop and some of that for the quarterback. And if the guy was doing four steps rather than three steps, I know he's going to be like throwing off his wrong foot and he's not going to have it right. And the coach would be helping him to make the correction. They would say, what's the problem here and why why did we have these interceptions why are we doing this and they would dive into that where if a person was actually injured there would be a little bit more uh, of the what we would call counseling and the corrective type of things in that way so the first thing that we really need to understand is there is a place where coaching is definitely the preferred method rather than counseling and i'll give you a couple of the instances where those are many times coaching is done with your team and you're doing it you're coaching an entire group of people you are helping them through their issue so for example say you're meeting with your your uh, your Sunday school junior church type people and they're having a problem with uh, dismissal and they can't seem to get everything done in time and 
and so they dismiss late and you got parents out there waiting for their kids and you know it's kind of creating a situation this is much more of a coaching scenario than it is a counseling scenario they don't necessarily need advice it is not necessarily like there's a right or wrong answer there are many ways for them to find that answer and to figure out what is what they're doing and what they're doing wrong so that they can dismiss on time because they are part of a team and you as a pastor as a leader of the flock um, and the sheep illustration kind of falls apart here a little bit because we don't have little groups of sheep you know doing different things uh, around there we feed the flock of God we lead the the flock of God undoubtedly but when it comes to like teamwork and some of those things there are groups of people that are doing specific things and many times those people will need coaching another time that coaching is preferred over counseling is when you're trying to just get a, a real clear outcome in other words there's something that that needs to happen that is a very clear uh, uh, proper good outcome and this is not the pragmatic side of of the end justifies the means that type of thing but this is where you're just trying to get something to happen uh, for example say you have uh, refreshments at your church and your refreshment team gets the coffee out like halfway through the time that they're supposed to. Well, the right outcome would be that they have the coffee out way ahead so people, when they come in, uh, can have coffee, all right? So uh, you see what I'm saying? It's just a simple thing where there's more of an outcome rather than a moral failure or a giant collapse or a relational disaster, uh, that type of thing. So uh, I wrote a couple things in my notes here that counseling is often crisis and incident-based, and coaching is more performance-based. And in the local church, there are times when we need to have the right kind of performance. If you have a music ministry and the people, uh, you know, get up to sing some type of special numbers, pretty common in most churches, and the, the sound people are not like turning the knobs the right way and making it all go on at the right time, that is a performance-based thing. We're not dealing with any moral issues there. There just needs to be some coaching uh, with that. If you have a nursery and the, the little babies are being ignored and they're crying and making a mess and when the parents pick them up their you know their diapers haven't been changed and you know all those kind of things these are performance based things and coaching can be used in all of those areas and again coaching often is not done just with one individual but it is done with a group of people at the same time which really brings us to the next thing one of the great things about coaching uh, or a a tip I guess is my second point is a is the tip is that you need to really have good questioning skills and you need to ask the right kind of questions and you need to get the feedback going so the skills especially when you have multiple people you can solicit things from lots of different people as to what are some of the potential problems what are some of the scenarios that you know what is what are those problems causing in other words a secondary problem and then what is going on from there what do we need to do to kind of solve this problem and then is there you know are there other things going going on here uh, that are kind of sort of stimulating the whole thing as well because usually usually there's two or three problems going on simultaneously uh, ho- hopefully you're lucky enough to just have one single issue problem and it, <clears throat> it's just nice and clear 
And you don't have to mess with uh, all the, the things that are tied together. But here, we usually have multiple things uh, going on. So that my, my first point is basically do coaching, okay, and not counseling where it's supposed to be. Coach when you need to coach. The second one here is use, uh, use good questioning skills. Use good questioning skills. So what this means, let me give you one of the first ones here, is, and this is very difficult for senior leaders because we're professional talkers. We're professional advice givers. We're professional truth spillers. You know, we, we give, that's what we do for a living. And sometimes we want to solve the problem with a sentence or two, just like we do in our sermons. You know, you do right and stay right and don't do that. And, you know, we have all these, uh, uh, you know, simple little solutions that we have. But many times in, in the coaching side of things, we need to ask some questions and then we need to zip. We need to be quiet and let the people talk. And you can kind of, and what else? And, you know, you can kind of, and, and, you know, and what do you think? And what do you think? And this is the, the good questioning skills when you have multiple people is to get the feedback from every person uh, that you possibly can. So we need to ask the questions, and then we need to just basically kind of be quiet and, and try to let some of those things happen. We also need to have what I would call is a good list of, of questions that we would use and have those. You can either type them up. I have a whole list of, of different questions that I use uh, in different scenarios. And when I'm talking to somebody or doing some online coaching, and we do a lot of that, I kind of read through those questions ahead of time, and I kind of refresh myself because I know that one of those is gonna is going to be coming up and so have a list of questions when you're getting ready to coach getting ready to deal some you know with some scenario in your church and an incident based uh, or a, a performance based thing basically have some of those questions I'll give you a couple of the easy ones here uh, what is the problem here okay <laughs> you know just kind of the uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, what is it? What is the problem? Okay. What are we looking to achieve? Which really moves beyond the problem. So if it were the, the junior church not dismissing, the problem is we're not dismissing on time. And we have a lot of parents that are kind of waiting around and there's, you know, there's some frustration that's coming with us not getting everything done on time. You know, parents are, you know, waiting or honking their horn or they're, you know, uh, impatient at sub level. And so then, uh, what are we trying to achieve? Well, we're trying to achieve some some good teaching with the kids and some good harmony with the parents and children together so that we are dismissing the uh, on the proper time uh, you know because everybody else is dismissing we want to be somewhat coordinated uh, when we have some of those type of things in a local church so those are some of the questions uh, another one that you have that you'd ask as a senior leader is once that you've gone around and what what's the problem what's the problem what's the problem what are we trying to achieve what are we trying to achieve okay get all that then you as a senior leader can say well, how can I help? Because sometimes they would have an answer that is just something simple that you can do. It's like, can we change the schedule and go a little longer? You know, can we rearrange some things? Can we do this? And they are often looking for senior leadership to do that. Many times problems are solved with just simple uh, financial decision of, yes, we'll buy another whiteboard or we'll put a sign up that says the children will be dismissed at 1215. And then the parents know, don't come any sooner uh, than 1215. So sometimes you can do that. And if you, you basically say, what can I do to help? 
help, that is just a great way to kind of uh, dive into it. Uh, a question that I have learned, and I'll give you these two more uh, in the question area here, <clears throat> is when you're discussing and you go like, okay, what's the problem? What are we trying to achieve? Da, 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 da. You kind of go through all that. Before you start getting to all of the, you know, what can I do to help and how are we going to solve this and, uh, you know, some of that, one of the questions you can say, well, wh well what else is going on here okay is there anything else is there something else that is is kind of happening here uh th there are many ways to ask that question uh but there is usually and this is what i was referring to earlier there's usually secondary issues that kind of come in and that is where some of those things kind of rise up and oftentimes if you solve one problem but don't get the secondary issue you're going to end up still having the same you know outward the outcome is going to be poor and you want to make sure you get to that so is there anything else going on is there anything else that we that that really is not working well here with this schedule you know if you're talking to people and then you might find what is going what is going on they might if back to the junior church dismissal thing it might be they're talking about trying to cut their story and get it all done on time and you know all that and they find out that we ended up we start late we always start 10 minutes late because the singing goes long or the, you know, something else happens. And you find it really, it, the whole schedule thing ripples through. And in a local church, I mean, it is like a body. There's a lot of things that can, can, can go wrong. You know, you've heard of people that, you know, they hurt one leg. Okay. And so they favor that leg for a while. And then what usually happens a day or two after they're limping around, they end up with a backache because they've been having to hold their body a little crookeder, a little straight because they're limping so now they have a back problem but really the problem was a leg problem and so we need to dive into that and this is what a good coach does is kind of you know dives into that particular thing if at the football illustration it's like well why are you only taking four steps rather than five steps to get back and the, the quarterback's saying because the guys are coming at me so fast i got to get rid of the ball faster now it's like okay let's talk to the offensive line let's get these guys blocking a little better so we don't have problems so the guy can get all the way back before he has to pass you see what i'm saying there's often those questions and then there's one more question that is really a good one and i've learned a lot of this um through reading coaching stuff and i'll talk about that in just a second but uh it, it's kind of like if we change this or if we do this what does that affect in other ways in other words if we do this what if we say yes to this what do we need to say no to if we're going to do this does that ripple into and affect something else you know if you gave your permission to your junior church people to go 15 minutes long and told talked all about that and you don't tell your other you know children's ministries that they get to go 15 minutes long now you got a lot of ripple going in so this is the idea of making sure if we do this we need to get rid of that okay we have to stop doing that or change things around uh, i remember a few years ago in the government there was a big thing like if we add a regulation we're going to take away a regulation and I, I think that's kind of a good thing you know it's like if we add this what are we going to stop doing or what how is that going to affect things but we need to cut some different things because if anything gets a little heavy and it's a local church we keep adding 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 
and we don't uh, do any more uh, uh, cutting that needs to be done. So anyway, the, the first two there, yeah, do coaching, not counseling. The second one is you get good at your questioning skills. And there are a variety of books that are out there uh, on coaching and some of uh, those concepts. And you can then go to, of course, you know, YouTube and some of the places and type in, you know, coaching questions and some of that. And you'll find a lot of really helpful things that are out there, which really takes me to the to my third point. And the third point is this idea of being in a coaching environment. You will coach better if you are being coached. You will coach better if you're reading about coaching. You will coach better if you're listening about coaching. You will coach better if you are immersed in a coaching environment. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, in the football world, that they probably have like the, you know, the trainers and the athletic coaches and some of that, they probably get together and, and have some type of, you know, hey, how are you motivating? How are you talking? And how are you doing things? Because we can learn one from another. That is a very important thing that we grab hold of things that other people have done. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We have figured out how things are done. And and I have, like say, I read a lot of books on, on this topic because I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, just spending time with pastors and with their staff, you know, co- coaching and helping them through. And a, a lot of it is like, how do we run that VBS? And how do we get those, you know, those outreach day camps going? And how do we do some of those things? And that is a good coaching environment. We have at ReachKeep a coaching environment that you can be involved in. And uh, it, it's real easy to access some of those things. You can just go to ReachKeep.com and the slash and then the word serious because we have found that the people that are serious about coaching and being coached are are the ones that we that we want to work with. Now uh, we do a lot of you know talking on the phone and a little advice here and a little advice there, but the really good stuff is when we sit down for an hour, hour and a half or more, and we really work through a problem. Why are your visitors you know not returning? Uh, what? How come you didn't email them or you know are you capturing their data? Do you have their email and phone numbers and all those things so that you can invite people to come? Are you properly promoting some of the things? And all of this is just hands-on kind of coaching stuff that we do here at reachkeep.com. We have a coaching group uh, going on right now that's all about summer ministry and how you can be better at your VBS and how your VBS can bring in moms and dads. In other words, the VBS isn't just for kids. It, it, the program is for kids, okay? But when it's all over, you want moms and dads sitting in the seats there the next Sunday. How do we do that? Coaching, okay, going through some of that. We spend some time on helping you do outreach programs, how to have a successful outreach on Sunday morning services, having Sunday morning services that attract people and people come back, and especially parents who have kind of dabbled around the edges. They've they've been to a VBS and their kid has been here and done this camping program, but now you want to get them to a service, a main service where you present the gospel, where they get to kind of see some of the other things that your church has to offer, you know, the Bible studies and follow-up things, and how do you get those folks there? All of that can be accessed through uh, our website at reachkeep.com slash serious, but you can also just work on this on your own, and I want to encourage you 
to become the lifelong learner. We need to learn to exposit the scriptures. We need to learn how to present the word of God. We need to learn to actually, you know, study the word of God so we know what it means when we're, we're, uh, when we're doing it. There's all those things, but we also have the human side, and that is how we interact with other humans. And this coaching is a very important thing to know when you are coaching. Okay, or when their coaching scenario was there and not a counseling scenario, to be able to kind of draw that line and kind of become, you know, step back and to ask those questions and to kind of listen and, you know, then kind of steer them. And the coaching thing is not about, um, I wrote this down here. Um, it's not to make you feel good, but it's to help you be good. In other words, uh, there's times like with your your teams, you're not there to help them feel you know really wonderful about themselves. You're there to help them to be good. In other words, to perform good for that particular uh, scenario that they're doing. And again, this is in the programmatic side, and coaching is often resides in the in the program with your security teams and your green teams and all the different you know hospitality all the different things that you have uh, we want to make sure we are performing the very best we can whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do do all to the glory of God we want to do things that are worthy of his glory that are worthy uh, of, of him looking down and say well done my good and faithful servant and so that's my tips for you today if you are a coach or you are a pastor there are some places where you need to do some coaching I hope this has been helpful for you. You can hit the like button. We appreciate that. There's like a thumbs up guy and you can hit the thumbs up thing or uh, over here on the, I think it's on this side down at the bottom is a little subscribe button, little red button. And if you would hit that and subscribe, uh, we appreciate that on the YouTube channel and on all the podcast platforms. It's in a variety of places where you subscribe, but thanks for being with us here today. Don't forget this follow-up information. If you'd like more things on coaching, you know what we would have group coaching or individual private coaching. And let me just say this, if you are a senior pastor and you are needing some advice, you're needing some, you know, counsel, coaching, you need someone to talk to, okay, we can help with that. And we do a lot of that. I'm a senior pastor talking to a senior pastor. And it's, uh, I understand kind of where you're at. And if you're needing that please go there and take a look. Shoot me an email. We'll get a phone call and kind of talk and see if something can fit and we can be a help to you in some way. We are here for you. That is the bottom line. We're here to create flourishing churches. And if you're struggling in some way, uh, we want to help you solve that problem and be flourishing. So Mike here at reachkeep.com at the Better Sundays podcast. Give us the thumbs up and we will see you the next time here at reachkeep.com.